A jam-packed edition of Locked On Eagles is coming your way. Locked On Saints host Ross Jackson joins me to dive deeper into the Eagles trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Plus, I get into how this puts even more pressure on quarterback Jalen Hurts' shoulders in 2022. All that and more coming your way on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Wednesday edition of the show. Today's episode is sponsored by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to fast. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. We're going to continue to dive into the Eagles trade today of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the former New Orleans Saints safety that I feel like is the missing piece. Gino and I dove deep into that move yesterday, as well as our initial takeaways of the Eagles' initial 53-man roster. They had to get the team down from 80 to 53 yesterday at 4 o'clock. There were a lot of things to break down, a jam-packed edition of the show yesterday. You can find it on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. Today, again, like I said, I want to dive deeper into that CGJ trade with a guy that's been covering Gardner Johnson since he was drafted from the Florida Gators in 2019, Locked On Saints host Ross Jackson. He's going to join the show later on. But I want to get into first just again how, you know, we mentioned it yesterday. This Eagles team on paper now looks like a Super Bowl contender. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson wasn't the big difference that made them a wild card playoff team to a title contender. I still think they looked like that on paper before CGJ, but we all know that that safety position, that hybrid defensive back that can wear so many different hats, right? He can play in the slot. He can cover in the box against the run coming downhill, play in quarters defense as a, you know, single high safety cover two, roaming around the sidelines a player like that, the Eagles have not had since Malcolm Jenkins came out of Philadelphia to New Orleans after the 2019 season. That really was the only weakness left the Eagles had when it comes to their 22 starters on offense and on defense. They were loaded on the defensive line after this offseason. The linebackers as well, the corners, all of it was vastly improved this year on defense. The offensive line is one of the best in football. The running backs are good. The receiving core looks as talented as it maybe ever has in franchise history. Dallas Goddard at tight end, one of the best in football. Everything looks set now, now that CGJ is in the fold at safety. So, of course, we've talked about it so many times in this podcast, but the pressure that is on Jalen Hurts' shoulders. But this move adds even more pressure because now this roster, again, like I said, completely set. There is not a single hole where I think there's going to be a player in the starting lineup that is a complete liability. Maybe the weakest player now, you could say, I guess, is still at safety with Marcus Epps, but we all know how many players executives, coaches in this organization are expecting big things from Epps. Analysts are saying the same thing. He's looked great this summer. Fans are expecting a lot. So this is one of the most complete rosters in the entire NFL. It is all riding on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. And yes, again, we know about the floor. If the 2021 version of Jalen Hurts returns again this year, that's still a playoff team for the Eagles with this vastly improved roster. They were a nine and eight team last year that made the playoffs. 
this year with just that version of Hertz or a slightly better version, you could win a playoff game. Heck, you could even make it to a conference championship. But so much pressure rides on Jalen Hurts' shoulders to get this team from a good team to a great team. And that is their potential. If he can take a big step this year as a passer, if he is not any longer a limited passer, this team can win a Super Bowl this year. That sounds crazy to say comparing to where they were just two years ago, but this team can win a Super Bowl. That is how much pressure is on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. This is a Formula One car that can get up to 200 miles per hour. We know Jalen Hurts has his driver's license. We know he can take this car into a certain gear. He can get up to, let's say, 80 to 100 miles an hour, but he's got to show now he can take this car to its fullest, fullest potential, 200 miles per hour, because that is what this roster can do, especially in a wide open NFC conference that doesn't have a team that seems completely unbeatable. Yeah, the Packers are great, the Buccaneers and the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, but the AFC is way more loaded than the NFC. This is all on the shoulders of number one. And what an amazing opportunity. Like we've talked about how much pressure there is on Hertz, but he should be over the moon to have this opportunity and to see what they've built it is incredible. Justin Fields with the Chicago Bears would kill for this kind of opportunity. Do you know how many non-first-round quarterbacks would kill for the opportunity Jalen Hurts has in Philadelphia right now? Most of them, 99% of quarterbacks now after the first round, nowadays, they never get this kind of chance. Jalen Hurts is getting that opportunity with one of the best rosters in all of football. I mean, it's absolutely incredible what he has this year. And we all know Jalen's not shying away. This isn't getting in his head. He doesn't see this as a negative. We know he's as pumped as everybody else. Jalen Hurts loves the pressure. I think that is his biggest strength is being able to handle moments like this, situations like this. If anybody is going to prove me wrong, as I've said before on this show, I wouldn't put it past Jalen Hurts. There is all the pressure, but it's such a positive kind of pressure because the Eagles have done everything to make sure that he can overcome this situation. And I thought about this a lot, you know, of course, today thinking about quarterback now that that's really the only big question mark it feels like on this team and watching some preseason football this past week. You know, I think everybody just instinctually as a human being likes to compare people to other people. We love to compare players to other players in sports, right? That's just what we do. It's human nature. And I'm watching some young quarterbacks, Justin Fields, you know, Trey Lance, Malik Willis, um, you know, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, uh, talking about Carson Wentz in the NFC East and Dak Prescott and, you know, Daniel Jones. And I feel like it's natural to compare your quarterback situation to that of others. And I wonder who we're comparing Hurts to this year. Like, who are Eagles fans going to be watching a lot and kind of using Hurts? And that guy is potentially a measuring stick, right? Like, who's going to be that guy? I think last year that was obviously Carson Wentz. Did the Eagles ruin Wentz and did it cost them because Jalen Hurts isn't nearly as good as Wentz? That was the big question. So a lot of us were watching Wentz in Indianapolis and watching Hurts in Philadelphia. This year, I don't think that's going to be the case as much. This year, I think, who are the guys that you're going to be watching and comparing to Jalen? I think obviously stars that he needs to get to that level. Of course, we're going to be watching all the best of the best, especially the young best quarterbacks in the NFL. We're going to say, he needs to be that guy. But I was thinking more specifically about a few players that I already mentioned. I think I'm personally going to be comparing Hertz a lot and following his progress versus three others. 
Justin Fields, as I said, Malik Willis, and Trey Lance. And want to know why? Because those guys are the players, the quarterbacks, the Eagles chose Jalen Hurts over, right? So for instance, the Eagles wanted to keep Carson Wentz in 2021. Their preference before Wentz demanded a trade was to pair Wentz up with Nick Sirianni and try to salvage his career in 2021. That's a fact. They also wanted to trade up for Zach Wilson. This past offseason, they wanted to trade for Russell Wilson. But of course, none of that worked out. They preferred those three quarterbacks and maybe even Deshaun Watson, embarrassingly so, over Jalen Hurts. But why I'm not comparing Hurts to those guys and why I'm comparing him to Willis, Lance, and Fields specifically is because the Eagles chose Hurts directly over Fields, Willis, and Lance. They could have took Justin Fields with that 10th or 12th overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. They wanted to trade up for Zach Wilson in 2021 when they knew Joe Douglas was going to take him for the Jets at second overall. They said wasn't worth trading up to three for the North Dakota State product, Trey Lance. So they said, we're not going to try to compete with the San Francisco 49ers to go get up that board and go get Trey Lance. So they chose Hertz over pursuing Lance. They chose Hertz and, of course, the field, of course, you know, options they would have down the road over Justin Fields. They also this year passed up on Malik Willis, despite potentially liking him this offseason. Howie Roseman was watching him a lot. I saw it myself at the Senior Bowl. And we all know that Malik Willis has all the potential in the world. The Eagles chose to pass on him three times and ride with Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to be watching those three guys especially because they have, I think, a very high ceiling, higher ceilings than Jalen Hurts, maybe a lower floor. I would probably say all three have a lower floor. But those are the guys the Eagles directly chose Jalen over to be the franchise quarterback, at least for the short term. So that those are the guys that I want to see how they're progressing versus Hurts. Willis is going to be tougher because I'm not sure if he's going to play this year with Ryan Tannehill still in the mix. I think they should play him. I loved what I saw from Malik in the preseason. I thought it was super exciting. I'm expecting big things from Trey Lance. Justin Fields has the toughest based on his situation, but Lance especially will be fun to compare to Jalen because I feel like both are run-heavy quarterbacks right now with really good offensive minds with a lot of weapons. And I think those are the three guys that I'm going to compare Hurts to. Last year it was Carson Wentz. This year, Fields, Willis, and Lance. Because like I said, those are the guys the Eagles chose Hurts instead of. All right, I want to get back, though, into the Chauncey Gardner trade, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson trade talk with Locked On Saints host Ross Jackson. So we're going to get into that coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create free jobs in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy. Last week, I won big with Prize Picks because I took Tennessee Titans rookie quarterback Malik Willis to have the over on 200 scrimmage yards and former Eagles running back Jason Huntley to have over 70 scrimmage yards. I love how easy it is to play Daily Fantasy with Prize Picks. I'm ready to win big this regular season in just two weeks. Kind of crazy football season is right around the corner. So how does prize picks work? Well, you pick two to five players, and if they're going to score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry, no competing with anybody, just you versus the projection. Prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch, including things like cricket. Yeah, you got the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, but you got cricket, esports, combat, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. They have safe and fast withdrawals as well. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up for daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Joining me now on Locked On Eagles, he is the host of the Locked On Saints podcast, been covering Chauncey Gardner-Johnson now for the last three years after he was drafted from the Florida Gators in the 2019 NFL Draft. It's Ross Jackson. Ross, thanks for joining me, man. Oh, dude, absolute pleasure to be here with you. I'm pumped about this trade, a little bit more pumped about it for the opportunity that it presents CJ Gardner-Johnson to the Philadelphia Eagles than I am pumped about it from the New Orleans Saints side. And Ross, we've talked about a couple blockbuster trades now between the Eagles yeah, and Saints sure. for the last few months, and we got a game coming up this year, so I'm going to see you again. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe, you know, I don't want to say more importantly, but perhaps more nationally recognized will be the return of C.J. Gardner-Johnson getting the opportunity That's to right. play against those New Orleans Saints that just traded him away. So it's going to be a blockbuster, what is that, week 17? That's right, right. yeah, correctly? it's yeah, late in the year. week 17 that year. Yeah, it's the second last week of the season. And, you know, mm-hmm. Ross, that's why I wanted you on, of course, to talk about this trade. A lot of Eagles fans feel like this could be the missing link for the defense. Safety was the one hole they really weren't able to patch up this offseason on both sides of the ball. Um, So the question, of course, though, is with CGJ just being 24 years old, why did the Saints want to move on now? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a couple of different things. There's there's contract was a big part of it. CJ wanted to get a contract as well as his team that was more representative of the safety market, which at the top of that class, you talk about, you know, $12 million per year in terms of average annual value. But then, you know, for the Saints, they utilize him as a nickel corner. And your top nickel corner out there is probably going to be a guy that's closer to six, eight million dollars. So they were about four million dollars apart, according to Jeff Duncan over at NOLA.com, in terms of where it is that they wanted to go and what the New Orleans Saints sort of saw as his value versus where CJ and his team wanted to go. So this gives CJ Gardner Johnson an opportunity to go out there and show that he can play a safety role, right? A, a more sort of traditional safety role, although it'll be in a quarter system with Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So it'll be still pretty familiar to what it is that he does, but he'll be able to carry maybe that position designation, which will bring him the larger contract when it's all said and done. So Ross, it more had to do with, I guess, position and how to utilize him in the defense when it comes to why they didn't want to pay him. What was the mindset there between the two sides with that contract talk? So the Saints will oftentimes, we've seen this as far back as Jimmy Graham. Remember, Jimmy Graham wanted yeah. to be tagged as a wide receiver as opposed to a tight end oh, because he split right. out so much, things like that, right? So that what the Saints will do is that they will specifically sort of designate an amount of money that they intend to spend at a certain position, right? Every mm. role will have its price tag. And if a player wants above that price tag, then the New Orleans Saints are generally 
pretty okay with the idea of moving on from that player because the positional value doesn't necessarily match the contractual value. So that's why they were okay with moving on from guys like Jimmy Graham, why they were okay with moving on from guys like Brandon Cooks in the past because the role just no longer fit the same sort of monetary value any longer. And so the Saints will usually cut bait when that happens. So, Ross, I feel like the Saints have had a lot of movement this year when it comes to the safety position, right? Too Marcus Williams signing a big contract with the Baltimore Ravens. The Eagles were actually gunning for him uh, this mm-hmm. offseason, too. Weren't able to land Williams, but they get CGJ here. Of course, you know, the Saints bring in the Honey Badger, Tran Matthew, Marcus May. Uh, why so much movement with the Saints at this position in particular, also with Malcolm Jenkins finally retiring as well? Yeah, with the losses that they had there in terms of the the loss of uh, Malcolm, excuse, well, Malcolm Jenkins in particular, right, him retiring, but right. then also the loss of uh, Marcus Williams, basically the, the contractual value that they would have ended up giving Marcus Williams, they were able to effectively bring in the replacement at both safety positions. So they were in a pretty good position there in terms of how they wanted to spend that money. And the Saints wanted really versatile play at safety. So it's one of the reasons why they didn't put up a ton of fight around the Marcus Williams conversation, because Marcus Williams does one thing, and he does it extremely well. He's a fantastic sideline-to-sideline coverage guy, but the Saints wanted to be interchangeable at safety. So you've got Tyron Matthew on one side who can drop deep, who can also play in the box. You've got Marcus May at one side who can drop deep and play at the box. And the one thing that I'll point out is that the Saints did not, even though they had the opportunity, move C.J. Gardner-Johnson to one of those safety roles. So they didn't see him as a fit, or at least what it was that the New Orleans Saints do with their safeties and what Dennis Allen wanted to do, which was a lot of interchangeability and a lot of ability to be able to disguise. They clearly didn't feel like C.J. Gardner-Johnson had the versatility to necessarily be able to do that at the NFL level, although he did do it very well in that star position role over with the Florida Gators. Yeah, and Ross, that's what I wanted to ask you next because, of course, the Saints used him the majority of the time, 99% of the time, he was a slot cornerback. He was a Mm -hmm. slot defender. Um, So the Eagles have Avante Maddox in the slot, and he actually had a career year last year when they finally moved him inside full-time. So I'd imagine CGJ will have a different role for the Eagles. You just mentioned the Saints maybe didn't view him in a way that the Eagles do when it comes to the actual fit. What do you personally think? Could he be a guy that plays more as a single high, you know, cover two, deep safety course they're going to use him in the box and mm-hmm. roam him around i'm sure but is he a guy that can wear many hats like jenkins did for both of our teams he is a guy that's going to be able to wear many hats but i don't know if rangy deep safety is really the role that you're going to want to mm-hmm. plug him into at least not right away it'll take some time for him to get there if he does develop you know his range and get all of that back he did that pretty well at florida like you know what i mean but that was at the yeah. collegiate speed that was not at the nfl speed so that's maybe the biggest question mark is to see if he can step into that role I personally believe that C.J. Garner-Johnson is going to be able to do anything that this team asks him to do. I mean, he is an incredibly versatile player, and he has all the confidence in the world. And to an extent, that's all you need as a defensive back. You need to be able to believe you can do the thing. And if you can do the, if you believe you can do the thing, then oftentimes you can do that thing out on the field. What I will say is that if it's a quarters-heavy system, which I know that Philadelphia tends to be a little quarters-heavy over on the defensive mm-hmm. side, you need aggressive safeties that can come down and play in the box and can come down and be impactful in the run game. Otherwise, you end up giving up ground when it comes to what you have in terms of the the, the depth of drop back for these safeties. So just from a schematic standpoint, his play style should fit in pretty well with what it is that the Philadelphia Eagles want to do. The only thing will be, can he answer the call if called upon in those cover one deep safety right. rangy situations? 
And if not, they do have Marcus Epps as well. They're expecting big things from here as the first-time full-time starter uh, for the Eagles. And, you know, I think, Ross, a lot of the things you just mentioned with CGJ, what he can do in the box coming downhill, that's what they haven't had since Malcolm Jenkins rejoined the Saints after the Eagles let him go after the 2019 season. Uh, My other question for you, too, when it comes to Gardner-Johnson, just overall, outside of just scheme fit, like, the last three years, how good of a player has he been for this defense? You know, what tier safety do you think the Eagles are getting in this league? Hard to judge him as a safety in the New Orleans Saints system, but in terms of that slot corner and what he gives you as maybe something that maybe blends the line into strong safety a little bit, uh, I think that he's been one of the top tier guys. I mean, I think he's been one of the best nickel corners in the NFL. And I think, and I know that he thinks that as well. Um, He's somebody that brings you a ton of energy on the field. He is an intimidator. He's an enforcer uh, as a player, not just because of the trash talk and all the things that like the national media will tell you about, but like he's a guy that opposing offenses game plan for. And so if you're able to maximize him and keep him in that role, then he's able to become that player no matter what system that he's in. He's been particularly impactful close to the line of scrimmage with the New Orleans Saints. The big question will be, can he be impactful further away from the line of scrimmage? But he's a player absolutely that the Philadelphia Eagles fans should be excited about having because there's a lot of things that he can do and generally he does them well. And even when he doesn't, he's a guy with a short memory and he quickly forgets any of those mistakes. He quickly forgets any of those big time successes and he's ready to come back the next down and make a play again. Ross, last thing for you, I think you mentioned it there with the energy and the attitude CGJ brings. I think Philadelphia fans especially are going to love that. Is he one of the biggest instigators in the NFL? I think a lot of the you know videos that have trended with CGJ over the years kind of proves that, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, look, there's a lot of trash talk that goes down across the NFL on both sides of the football and all of that. CJ Garner-Johnson has just caught the right people at the right time <laughs> in some pivotal situations, right, including two players – getting ejected in a playoff game. I mean, you know, so he he has an X factor to him and he has an edge to him. And, you know, he's going to have a lot of fun, I think, in that defense. It's going to ask a lot of him and he should be able to rise to that occasion. And honestly, even if he doesn't, the trade value in terms of what the Philadelphia Eagles gave up, it's not the end of the world. They can go right back to the draft and try to find somebody of a similar fit going into next year, depending upon when they look at potentially extending his contract, which I think would be the next sort of big value there too. But, you know, it would be wise of Philadelphia to let him play out that role that he hasn't played in the NFL first before they go down that road. Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast, helping me break down the Eagles' latest trade for former Saints safety, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Ross, thanks so much for joining the show, man. Absolute pleasure, brother. Thanks so much for having me on. Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by Dave. Level with me here, Eagles fans. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we were pretty tight on cash. Maybe you could only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank, or you got another save the date and you're wondering how you're going to afford that next gift. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses do come up. Now Dave can help to get you out of a pinch when you really need it. Hindsight is 2020 and you can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little bit of cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, Download the Dave app. 
Download the Dave app right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by member FDIC. Future you will thank you. All right, Eagles fans, we are wrapping up this Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles. Thank you so much to Locked On Saints host Ross Jackson, who joined us on the show today to dive deeper into the Eagles' recent trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So excited about that pick. I think that pickup, I should say, through the trade. Uh, Ross really got me even more excited. I know he kind of kept saying that Chauncey isn't really a safety. He didn't really like that label. But as he mentioned for the Eagles and what they want in a safety, he is a safety. And safeties aren't just these overhang cover one guys anymore, right? A safety now in the NFL honestly does more of what CGJ does than what they used to do. They're going to play in the box. They're going to cover in the slot. They're going to roam around the formation. They're going to play a lot of cover two where they're only responsible really for one side of the field to prevent deep plays in the modern day NFL with all these explosive offenses. There is all most defenses run a lot of cover two. So CGJ, yes, as Ross said, he's not this you know, single high safety that's going to cover both sides of the field. That's not a proper way to use him. He is a versatile safety, though, in pretty much every other way. He can play cover two. He's played slot corner pretty much his entire career with the Saints. But as Ross also mentioned, he was that star safety at Florida that did other things as well. He's physical in the box. I think Jonathan Gannon is going to use him in many different creative ways. And I think he is going to fit this defense. Right, I think versatility comes in many different ways, and that's the exact definition of versatility is be able to do many different things. Yeah, he might not be able to do one thing, but that doesn't make him not versatile. His personality, I think, is going to fit in with this city. Uh, it was interesting what Ross said, though. You know, if um, if things don't go well with CGJ, just based on how he was talking about, you know, who he is as a person when it comes to you know, his attitude and, you know, he's an instigator in the NFL. I feel like Eagles fans are going to love that and other teams are going to hate it. Hopefully it goes good though, because CGJ feels like the kind of guy that if things don't go right, you know, he's probably going to talk and we know how Philly fans don't really love that. So I'm very interested to see how this experiment goes in Philadelphia, but overall such an exciting player to come to the defense. He's got such an attitude and he's a vocal leader too, which this Eagles team could really use, right? Of course you got Brandon Graham still and Fletcher Cox, but it's good to see all these young leaders coming in like Nicobe Dean, Jordan Davis, now Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I think he's definitely going to be one of the bigger vocal guys in this locker room. Regardless, I'm not really too worried about whatever happens, though, with CGJ this year. And that's the awesome thing about what Howie Roseman did is there's a lot of flexibility. And as we've said on the show uh, the last couple days, is that it's a low risk, high reward kind of move. Because even if CGJ doesn't work out, even if they can't come to terms on a contract extension since his deal does end after the 2022 season, right? A former fourth round pick doesn't have a fourth year option. They're you know, franchise tag options. Uh, you know, these are things the Eagles are not going to explore. So, you know, of course he could be gone next year if they can't get a deal done. But as we mentioned, they only gave up a fifth and sixth round pick and not even just giving up two picks for CGJ because they got a seventh in return. So they basically, you know, swapped out their six for a seven and only gave up an additional five. So either way, that's the great part about what Roseman has done with a lot of these moves is he's really set it up where, you know, 
It could be an amazing reward where you're getting a 24-year-old stud safety that's a long-term piece of your core. And if he doesn't work out, you didn't really give up that much and you still have all these draft picks in the coming years to get that safety replacement. Either way, can't wait to watch how this goes about implementing CGJ into the defense. The regular season starts in just a few weeks in Detroit for the Eagles. Make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles on all podcast platforms Monday through Friday. We got a show for you coming on YouTube in audio form as well. Hit us up on Twitter at Lockdown Birds, at DBSCLOE, and at GC24 underscore football. That'll do it for today's edition of Lockdown Eagles. Thank you so much for making LOE your first listen each and every day. Make sure your second listen is the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thank you for downloading Lockdown Eagles. Thank you for watching and listening, and let's go Birds!